Hallelujah. Now this is this um, that we're doing this morning. I, amongst everything else that the Lord talked to me about, He gave me this skit at the last minute. Um, and so, actually, Kylie is a representative of the Holy Spirit, and I wanted you to see that. Actually, see that. You know, people retain more when they actually see something going on than if I just stand here and tell you that, right? So the Holy Spirit is always with us. If you've accepted Jesus as Lord and the person of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, he's never going to leave you or forsake you. Amen? Amen. But see, we don't, we're not aware of that. We're going to look at some scripture verses here in a little bit. But we're not aware of the fact that the Holy Spirit is with us constantly. Constantly. The Holy Spirit knows everything about you. He knows when you're sinning. He knows when you're lying. He knows when you're not being obedient to the word of God. He knows. He knows. And see, when those things happen, he also knows when you're doing right, too. And and he'll let you know that. Amen? He'll let you know everything that's going on with your body. He'll tell you how to fix it. He knows that much about your body. Amen? Amen. He is so good. But see, we have to we have to acknowledge and we have to know that he is with us wherever we go. Oh, that rhymed. That's good. Anyway, he's with us wherever we go. Amen? Amen? Amen. So I want you to get used to that, that when you come in here and sit down in a chair, the Holy Spirit's sitting down there with you. When you lift your hands and praise and worship to the Lord, he's lifting. He's prompting you to do that, and you're doing it together. Amen? So we're going to also <laughs> make our way back here to Dennis. Amen? And so I want you to see this. We're going to pray for Dennis this morning. Everybody has a body of believers. We're going to pray and see it's not just me doing it. I'm, I'm just being the vessel. But what we're doing is the Holy Spirit's going to help me pray effectively for him. And you guys are all going to add your faith to this whole situation. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. All right. He's ready to receive, I can tell. <laughs> Father, in Jesus' name, we just thank you, Father, right now for strength coming to Dennis. We speak to his inner man to rise up in Jesus' name. And we command the life of God, healing, manifest now in every part of his body, healing, manifest. Jesus paid the price so that same power that raised Jesus from the grave is resident within Dennis. So we command and we call forth that power to rise up in Jesus' name, to come forth to annihilate every infirmity, to annihilate every sickness and disease, and to dry up every area, every cancer cell, dry it up in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. So, so the Holy Spirit was working with each one of you to bring about the manifestation for Dennis. Amen? Amen. Amen. Each one of you. See, we don't ever take the glory for any gifts or anything that manifests. We should never take the glory. For any of that. The glory belongs to God. Amen? And then the glory always belongs to him. Okay, while we untie, you kids can go quietly. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're good there already. <laughs> you, until you've done this, you don't know how tricky this is. <laughs> okay. So we got lots of little, um, little things, little things. I know there's other prayer requests out there, so I think we'll cover those as long as we're in a, a praying place. 
One was Ron, Ron, Ron Anderson. Um, we're going to curse the root of a stage four colon cancer. Okay. So we're all going to deal with that right now. And we'll just, I'm just going to put my hands on Ryan as the proxy for that. Okay. Father, in Jesus' name, we just lift up Ron to you. We curse the root of that cancer. We command the life in it to die. And we command it to depart from his body. He is a believer. So we thank you, Father, too, that that same power that raised Jesus from the grave is in him. We command that power to come forth and that healing to come forth into manifestation. We break the power of all words contrary to life. In Jesus' name, and we bind that spirit of infirmity and we command it to get off of him in Jesus' name. And life and healing and wholeness manifest now in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Also, there's a number of people traveling. Um, uh, the uh, Peter's group, Marilyn, will be traveling pretty soon. The rest of the Peter's left early this morning and... Kate and um, Alex have left already. And anybody else? I mean, yes, they're they're on their way. They'll be here for the wedding. And Dennis and Marsha will be going to uh, Mayo on next week, right, Dennis? Yes, Amen. And so, and a week from Tuesday. So keep that all in prayer too, please. And then um, I will be going down to celebrate birthday, Mother's Day, and anniversary, the kids' anniversary. I'll be here next Sunday, but I'll, I'll leave on Monday after that. So God is good. Amen. And um, so we'll see everything that he has in store. But I want to pray for everybody who's traveling. Anybody else that I don't know about? Okay, Father, we just lift up all of those that are traveling this morning, that are not here, that are coming or going. We just ask you, Father, for your divine hand of protection. Right now, in Jesus' name, around about them, we loose the angels to encamp around them. And we thank you, Father. We thank you, Father, that Jesus is Lord over every unit that travels. And we declare your peace and your wholeness, your healing, your victory, and your presence around them in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, for meeting every need that they have while they're gone or coming. And we just give you all the praise and glory. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Okay, I have, we're, we're going to re- read this here, but I'll have Dennis. Would you like to pass these out this morning, Dennis? And um, maybe if you want to give some of them to somebody else, that will go faster then. Jerry, you want to help Dennis with a few of those and we'll get get them out. Did everybody understand the skit clearly? And we'll, we'll talk more about that here in a minute. But this is, uh, I wanted you to see, this is a prophecy. And I have not seen this, nor had I... Um, uh, run across this before. Most of the ones that I've had you guys do are, are eight, in the 80s. This one was 1963. And the reason it came to my attention is that um, um, Walt, I think is it Walt? Uh, Lance Walnow. 
That's it. Is that how you say that? Anyway, he was saying, he was using the year 1967. I couldn't find it. And it's actually 1963 that Kenneth Hankin gave this prophecy. And, um, and uh, of course, Dennis already had the privilege of reading it the other day. I took one out to him. And, and, um, and I'm just going to start at the top and you can follow along. This is one of the rarest early recordings. Of course, Robert Sludin is known for um, getting the generals, all the generals in the past and all those people that were well able, you know, to um, that carried a lot of the vision or healing or faith. Anyway, he is well known for compiling all of their history. I heard him speak of this vision when I was in my 20s. That's as Robert Slurden talking. I pulled it from our God's General's collection, feeling prophecy would have impact today. It speaks of two seasons in America, rise of communism and the rise of racial conflicts. Then there is the announcement of move of God coming to help America. I hope this will cause people to pray for this moment in America, but that we will not miss the mark of it this time. And to me, I think we've probably missed the mark. The church has missed the mark in the past. Or we wouldn't still be digging a hole deeper yet. So it's really, I think it's really should be talking to the hearts of the believers, the importance of prayer and what we need to step up and do. Okay. Yea, the hand of the Lord was upon me. The spirit of God moved upon me. The voice of God spoke unto me and said, come up, come up hither, son of man. And I went, as it were, up into the air, and I stood with him, the head of the church, even the Lord Jesus Christ in the air. And as I looked down upon the ground, I could see as a map laid out before me the entire nation, all of the states of the continental United States. And as I looked, he said, Behold, son, I shall show you that which shall come to pass, and what the eyes of many shall see. And they shall remember that their ears heard that it shall come to pass. For there came a dark hand up out of the ocean from the east, even the Atlantic Ocean. It came up out of the sea as a hand, and as it rose up into the air, it became a dark cloud, and it filled the whole atmosphere, and it swept inland like a storm from the sea. And I said, O Lord, O Lord, O Lord, what is the meaning of this? And he spake unto me and said, Son, that is the darkness of atheistic communism that is sweeping across the nation, even in the minds of men in high places and politicians with great power. And this nation shall not grow more strong and yet shall never have more liberty than you have now. But liberties that you have known shall be seized and shall be taken from you. And he, and well, as I'll point it out to you as we go. And I looked again and I could see upon the map a blot as though a bottle of ink had been spilled and it spread out over several states in the south and east. Then I looked and I could see spots, splotched all over the map. And I said, Lord, what, what meaneth this? And he said, communistic inspired hatred among races shall cause greater turmoil than your nation has seen heretofore. It's not the will of God, but men's hearts are perverse. They walk without the love of God. They seek to have their own way. And so it shall be worse than you have seen. And I said, oh Lord, oh Lord, is there a remedy? Is there a remedy? What shall the answer be? And he said, evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceived and being deceived. 
And then I said, oh, Lord, do we have nothing to look forward to in the future except the darkness, the blackness, war, destruction, evil? Then he said, son of man, forget not your text, for you look at the things not seen. So then I looked into the spirit realm and I saw falling upon that map a ball of fire from heaven. The closer to the earth, the bigger it got. Then when it came to the earth, it divided into small balls or sparks of fire and fell upon men. And I saw an army of men rise up. It seemed as though their hands were fire and they and there sat upon their heads a tongue of fire. When I first saw it, I thought their whole head was fire, but it was a tongue of fire, tongues of fire leaping. I said, what meaneth this? And he said, before the worst shall come and the day of darkness shall come, there shall be, there shall go those who shall carry the fullness of my truth and the fire, not only to the states of this nation, but to many other places. For there is a work that must be done first spiritually before the Lord shall come. Now prepare your hearts for the time is at hand. And the beginning is now, and you shall see, and you shall know. That's what it's going to draw your attention to. This was back in 1963, and the beginning was then. What we're seeing now, look how many years ago that was. He said, this, the beginning is now. Okay, and then he goes on, um, For the hand of the Lord is upon you and many others to be used in these last days. Now he's talking to all of us, not just me. This is all, all for all of you. And the, and the, to be used in these last days and the work shall progress. And I said to him, Oh Lord, thank you that I may have a small place in the work. And he said, I will cause thy tent to be enlarged. Thou shalt have an enlarged ministry and shall minister to many for you have ministered to a few. Therefore go back to the earth and be faithful and give forth that which I tell you to give. For you have been reluctant in days gone by to tell it. Now tell it boldly and speak in truth. For now is the day it shall be so. For the word of the Lord came unto me saying, The prophetic prophetic vision shall be restored unto the church. For even in the days of old, under the old covenant, the prophet would see by vision and prophecy. And so the prophetic vision shall be restored unto the church. This is the time, this is the hour, and this is the place. Amen. I think that was is very telling. Don't you all agree? I mean, to 1963, who would have thought the communists, this would be a communist, basically run nation? And um, who, who would have thought that? So I don't really know how many people paid attention to that prophecy. But thank God it's coming forth and it has an answer. And the answer is for the church to rise up in the power that it's been instilled with. And the reason you can have power is because you have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit brings the power, the anointing, the life, the healing, the wholeness, as we tried to demonstrate, Kylie and I did earlier. Amen? Amen. So God is so good that we have an opportunity to turn things around, like Kim said in her song. We have an opportunity to turn around because we are the body of Christ. Jesus is our head, not not Washington, D.C., Jesus is our head. Amen? Amen. 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 Okay, so um, I'm going to, th- there's a good scripture verse that I have here, but it's, I think for, as I was going over my notes in the office, it's down the road. So I'll just let you think about that for a minute. <laughs> anyway, we're going to start with, um, I want to, there's several things I think we can do to, to take care of the gap that you saw um, Kylie and I do. The awareness, how many of you are, and you don't need to raise your hand, but how many of you are aware that everything you do, Richard used to teach us a lot, every place you go, everything you do, you're not alone. The Holy Spirit's doing it too. 
Actually, he should be prompting you in everything that you say, everything that you do. Amen. He should be prompting you. You should have his leading in everything. 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 Yeah. Amen. Okay. Let's look at um, Hebrews 13, 5, please. Thirteen five said, "This is uh, let your character be free from the love of money, being content with what you have. For he himself has said, I will never desert you, or I will never leave you, nor will I ever forsake you.' And then it goes on, talks about um, the Lord being your helper, and he's and and uh, let's just go on to Luke twenty four. We're going to." You, you'll see we're going to write a story here. But the thing um, the thing that is most prevalent here that we need to get is that our lack of awareness to the Holy Spirit being with us. See, and, and Jesus said, I have got to go. I'm only one person. You've heard me teach this before. I'm only one person, but I have got to go so that I can send the helper to be with each one of you. So if you are, if you've accepted Jesus as Lord and you're born again, you're all cleaned up, then you have the right, the privilege and the honor to accept the person of the Holy Spirit to come and fill that area full to overflowing, full to overflowing so that you can, uh, when you're full to overflowing, you're going to just speak out that prayer language, that heavenly language that God gives you that's between him and you. It's like you're, it's like the president has a red hotline. Well, I don't know if he really does, but <laughs> anymore. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, he's supposed to have a hotline. And, it, but this hot, this, this is our hotline to God our Father. Immediately, immediately we can, we can access the throne room. Immediately. We don't have to call up and, you remember in the old days you had to crank the phone and then they'd get on the line. Oh, maybe you don't remember that. But anyway, <laughs> they get, they get on the, they get on the phone and, and well, before that you go to crank the phone and somebody's talking on the phone, on the line, on the line. Maybe Patty remembers this, but out there, <laughs> you do? <laughs> well, I'm saying, I'm saying Patty because she was out there in Melbourne and we had this, we had this phone line out there and you had to, I mean, finally, my mom would go, could you get off the phone? I have to make a call, you know, but, you know, that was the only way you could get through. Anyway, so we don't have to do that anymore. We can get right directly to God the Father immediately, immediately. And you know what? We should have the expectancy that he immediately has the answer. Immediately he has the answer. We don't have to wait. We don't have to wait for the answer. He's got the answer as fast as you can ask him. (laughs) I mean, sometimes it comes so fast. I'm going, that was pretty fast. Is that really you, Lord? But I knew it was the right answer, but it can come that fast. Amen. Okay. So, so we have that available to us. Let's see. Did I ever read this scripture? No, I didn't. Okay. 24, 49, 49 is the verse Luke 24, 49. So we got to the place where Jesus said, I got to send the helper. I'm going to send you a helper and behold, I'm sending forth the promise of my father. And you all know the promise is the Holy Spirit, correct? 
my father upon you, but you are to stay in the city until you're clothed or endowed with power on high. You had to, they had to go and they had to tarry and wait for it. And so then if we go over here to Acts, and again, most of you know these scripture verses, but again, we can still see the importance that each one of us received that the Holy Spirit, he is within us and he does the, he does the work. We just have to be that vessel of honor. It says, we can go over here and we can lay hands on, we can lay hands on Jalissa in Jesus' name. I like to use my right hand. Anyway, all the Holy Spirit likes to use my right hand. And we can lay hands on in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. The power of God comes to manifest and bring a healing and deliverance or peace or life. Whatever that need is. Because see, the Holy Spirit is the need meter. All you have to do is be obedient to let him do that. I mean, it's really very simple. You just have to be obedient to that. Amen. Okay. So um, let's go on. Um, well, Acts, Acts 2. And, and when the day, first, first chapter, first verse. And when the day of Pentecost had come. Because, you know, he, Jesus was very clear. You got to go wait for this. This promise. Got to go. Got to go. And when the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a noise like a violent rushing wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared, in verse 3, to them tongues as the fire distributing themselves. And they rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit was giving them utterance. And as I was reading that, I was thinking about how um, um, uh, Parnum, I believe it was Parnum, Jeff, do you know for sure Parnum in Texas that um, started ministering the baptism of the Holy Spirit and where, where Seymour, Seymour was the one that started the, the uh, well, he was an instigator to the Azusa Street Revival, Seymour was. Anyway, he went and um, he was in Texas and of course he wasn't able to be in the meetings because Seymour was black, but he was, he heard enough that he wanted the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So he got the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And then he went to California, and he was in a Bible study out there, and he was in a prayer. prayer. I don't know how long they prayed, but that's what they did. Azusa Street didn't just break out because Seymour showed up. Azusa Street, they prayed, and they prayed, and they prayed, and they prayed, and they prayed. And, then, and, and it was getting so big that people were standing outside the house. Amen. And so, so that's, that's that prayer is such an important role in getting the manifestations that we are desiring. We're all desiring to see legs grow back, aren't we? We're all desiring to see crippled people walk. We're all desiring to see people uh, saved and baptismal Holy Spirits in droves, people in droves, lining down the road, lining up down the road. And they want the Holy Spirit or they want to be saved. They want to be born again. We all desire that, but we're going to have to, we're going to have to get rid of our seat of me, myself, and I, and yield over to God and do what God tells us to do. Amen. And see, I said, God, <laughs> I don't know if somebody said, well, she didn't say the Holy Spirit that time. Well, see, God, the Holy Spirit gets his instruction from God the Father. Anyway, it doesn't make any difference. So, um, anyway, tongues of fire were on their heads. The power of God was resident within them. 
And that's exactly what we're looking for today. The church to be a, a house of power, of prayer, and rising up and doing great exploits for the Lord. Amen? Great exploits. Okay, so so let's look at Acts, uh, stay in that same chapter. We're going to go down to 33. 33. So Jesus then, therefore having been exalted to the right hand of God and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he has poured forth this, which you both see and hear. And then, then over to verse 39. For the promise is for you. What's the promise again? The Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you. Say the promise is for me. And my children. And for all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God shall call to himself. Okay, that promises for everybody. Amen? Okay, and so let's look at, I want us to look, go back to John 14, please. 14, verse 16. And I want you to become friends with the Holy Spirit. When you sit down, think about the Holy Spirit sitting down with you. When you um, eat your meal, think about the Holy Spirit's right there with you. When you sit down to pray, know that he's praying. That's where your prayer language is coming from. Amen? Just know those things. Be be, uh, aware of the presence of the Lord. Be aware of the Holy Spirit. Be aware of that. Amen. In, in um, John fourteen sixteen says, "Oh wait, I got to read that out of the Amplified." Just a minute. And I've read this before, but we're gonna we're gonna break it down a little bit more. Uh, I want you to become buddies, buddies with the Holy Spirit. See, our relationship is not just with God, with Jesus as Lord. Although you should have that relationship. But our relationship should be with God the Father as well. Our relationship should be with the Holy Spirit as well. They all carry different characteristics and different things that we can learn about them and who they are. And will all help you be who you need to be. Amen? Okay, uh, fourteen sixteen. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another comforter. In that comforter were, were there counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, and standby, that he may remain with you, and underline this, that he may remain with you forever. 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 So there's no question about that. He's with you all the time. If you've received the person of the Holy Spirit. He's with you all the time. Amen? So the standby there, we're just going to break those down. The standby your, the Holy Spirit is in readiness to help you. It's like, uh, you know, the soldiers in the army, you know, when they're, they're, um, all of a sudden they're told to deploy. The Holy Spirit, that's who He is. He's all of a sudden ready to deploy, to do something in your behalf. Amen? He's a standby. He's right there immediately. He's the helper. He, He helps. He, He goes to help. I mean, uh, just a simple, simple instruction is a simple situation is where he goes to help. If you say, I can't find this, Lord, I don't know where that is. 
and immediately he'll go. We talked about this before. He'll he'll start. He'll he knows where it is already. And if you're listening, he's going to tell you where it is, and you can go right to it. That's who the Holy Spirit is, and that's who we need to know who he is. That's why we need to know who he is, because he is that person that is or that that spirit that is a helper. He's our standby. And he's also our strengthener. And he's going to make you or become, make you to become stronger. Stronger? No. Uh-uh. Stronger in your spirit man. Stronger in your spirit man. So that the enemy... <laughs> oh, let's see. I just saw something. So that the en- enemy... Let's see who we could demonstrate this on. Craig, are you a good candidate today? What? No. <laughs> So, so, so he's our, uh, our strengthener, not like this. It's the Holy Spirit's not our strengthener this way. He's our strengthener and our inner man. So that when the enemy comes and, and he goes, you don't fall over backwards. <laughs> so that when the enemy comes, we can stand against him and we're not, we don't succumb to his schemes and tactics and his wiles. Amen. We don't succumb to those because we're stronger in our inner man. He's revealed to us the schemes and tactics of the enemy. Right? Right. So so God is so good that way. The intercessor, someone who intervenes on your behalf. So as you yield to the leadership of the Holy Spirit, he's going to take hold together with the Holy Spirit. And he's going to intercede on your behalf. And when he does that, he's going to bring God's perfect will into manifestation for you. For you. For you, amen? He's an advocate, the Holy Spirit, one who pleads on behalf of someone else. And then the counselor, what's the counselor do? Huh? Counselor? Well, yeah, he's a helper, but a counselor? You guys in school, you got counselors. What do they do? Guidance, yeah. They try to tell you what you're supposed to be doing for the next 20 years of your life, right? Yeah, well, (laughs) anyway, the only one that can guide you into all truth is the Holy Spirit. He's come to lead you and guide you into all truth. He's the guide. Amen. He's the counselor. Okay, let's look. um, so, So it's really important that we have an awareness of the Holy Spirit. And when we have an awareness of his presence, then... um. Let's look at let's look at Hebrews eleven six, please. Hebrews eleven six. How many can quote that without even looking? We're getting there. Okay. Anybody know that? All right. So the Holy Spirit, like I said, is always with you, whether you are aware of him or not. Okay. And he's always trying to do his best to be those things we just looked, we just talked about. He's always trying to guide you. He's always trying to lead you. But most of the time we aren't aware of him. So we aren't listening. We aren't listening to his vision. We aren't listening to his voice, his inner man. We aren't listening to um, maybe the word you're reading and he's trying to talk to you through the word. We aren't listening because we don't know the Holy Spirit. We don't know his leadings. Okay. And then, and then if we don't, let's see, 11, six and without faith. So, and I've talked to you this before, but 
I'm just going to read this first now. And, and, and without faith, it is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. So, you know, when you start, when you start um, hearing from the Lord, remember I talked to you about just using prayer as an example. So you're praying in your prayer language. You're believing God for understanding or whatever you're believing him for. And he gives you a word of, a word of knowledge about the situation. And you've got to, you've got to rhyme a word of knowledge on the situation. All of a sudden, faith comes because you have that word of knowledge. Faith comes. And when you have faith, you're going to be able to stand on that and it's going to bring the manifestation of what you believe in God for. You, you see how that all connects? You hear from the Lord, faith comes, and then you can believe God for the manifestation. Amen? Amen. Amen. And it's, it's just, it, that's why I said to you last week, when, I, when there's a need, I immediately go to the Holy Spirit because he's got the answer. He's got the answer. But see, if you don't have an, a, um, a knowing or an awareness of the Holy Spirit in your life, you won't go there first. You'll go to the phone or you'll go to your next door neighbor or you'll go to your best friend. You won't go to the Holy Spirit. Correct? Now, I'm not saying you can't get confirmation from those people or you can you can talk to the Lord and maybe the Lord can quicken to you something, you know, about that when they say something to you. But he's got the answer. The Holy Spirit has got the answer. Amen. He's got the answer for every need because he is the need meter. Amen. So when we have that, when we have that, um, when we have a faith rising up on the inside of us because we heard a word from the Lord, then it's real easy to believe for that to manifest. Amen? Okay, so I want to go on to... Hey, Jerry, would you shut those back doors, please? Um, so when, when there's a lack of awareness, can bring a lack of faith. So just add to that James 1, please. James 1, 6. But let him ask in faith without any doubting for the one who doubts. How many of you have been in a place where you're doubting something, that a manifestation of something that you're believing God for, and you start doubting? You know, when you know, when you know that you know that you know that you know, that you know that you know that you know, you heard what the Lord said about that situation. The manifestation is yours. There's no place for doubt. There's no place for the enemy coming to ta- yak in your ear. Now, he will try to take you off of faith. But your faith is strong there when you know that you've heard from him. Amen? Okay, so a lack of awareness brings a, a lack of expectation. Let's look at Psalm 62, please. Psalm 60, 62, yeah, 62. So we're not... Um, Psalm 62. Lack of awareness brings a lack of expectation. If you don't know that the Holy Spirit is here moving in your midst, you're not going to expect him to move, are you? You know? Are you going to expect him to move? See, he's well able to move and do things. My, I had instruction this morning, and we, we followed through on that. Instruction for several things. One of them was the skit. And one of them was the exalting of Jesus as Lord. I do that a lot, but I do it on the prompting of the Holy Spirit. 
when he knows that it's important? Because see, when we exalt Jesus as Lord, it causes the junk on you to fall off because you're declaring his lordship in your life. And not only in your own life, but in the, in, in, the, in the country as well. We make a declaration of Jesus as Lord. And if you believe that in your heart, it carries a lot of power with it. And it brings the manifestation of that. It brings exactly that. When I, when I say Jesus is Lord, I expect that to be the manifestation. Amen? Amen? I, don't, I don't expect anything less. And if I don't see a manifestation doesn't make any difference. God's still on the throne and God's still causing it to come to pass and I'm still going to declare his lordship. Amen? Okay, all of that comes from being aware of the Holy Spirit in your life. Okay? Um, what did I say? Psalm 62, 5. My soul, wait in silence for God. Only for my hope is from him. My hope is from him. Amen. 62.5. My soul, wait that thou only upon God for my expectation. My expectation is from him. I expect him to do something. When I know that I've heard and I speak it out, I expect God to move on it. Whether it's the angels, whoever is, however it works, I expect God to do something. Amen. Okay. So a lack of awareness causes us not to hear God. Whether it's a vision, like I said earlier, whether it's a vision, whether it's a scripture verse, whether it's your inner witness talking. You know, remember we practice that when you pray in tongues. Listen to where that that your prayer language is coming from, because out of that same place, you're you're um, you're going to hear God or you're going to hear the gifts of the spirit come out of that same place. The gifts of the spirit. And what are they? We've been talking about them. Prophecy. Tongues and interpretation are all going to come out of that same place. Amen? All, all out of that same place. Okay. And um, let's look at, let's see. So the manifestation of the gifts. So let's look at Acts 5. And uh, we're kind of winding this up here. So we've got enough time to shift things around. Acts 5, please. 29. Five twenty nine. But but Peter and the apostles answered and said, We must obey God rather than man. So when God tells you to do something and then there's the fear of man, what are you supposed to obey? We're supposed to obey God. Amen? Amen. Because we run into that we run into that fear of man all the time. We run into it all the time by not sharing Jesus when he prompts us to. We run into that all the time when he tells us to give something to somebody. I just had that happen to me this week. Well, I didn't have any question on it, but I, I gave him everything that I had in my purse, the, the biggest bill I had in my purse. And um, the lady was, I kept questioning, Lord. Lord, this way? Okay, okay. I'll, I'll go track her down. And she, she was working at Applebee's. And anyway, I tracked her down and I just knew her kind of in passing. But um, anyway, we're going to have more of a talk. She was on her way into work. But it was, it was just a blessing. It's a blessing to you to give. It's a blessing to you to give, to be obedient to that. You know? I mean, and it doesn't mean somebody's going to walk up and give you. A hundred dollars. That doesn't mean that just because you 
Well, whoops, just because you gave some money away. It doesn't mean somebody's going to turn around and give you $100. But that can mean that somebody's going to come and cut your tree down for you for nothing. Yeah. Or it can mean that somebody's going to give you a gift card to go buy a brand new outfit somewhere. I mean, God is, he's, he's, he's so good. He is so good. Amen. Okay. Now I want to talk just a little bit. You know, we, 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 um, just need to be obedient to the Lord. Now in the gifts of the spirit. Now we really are going to get into next week. As far as I know, (laughs) we're going to get into the word of knowledge next week. But in all of these that we've been talking about prophecy or, or word of knowledge, word of wisdom, all of them are by the spirit. You can't conjure them up. You cannot do that. And if you do that, what do I mean by conjure? By feeling pressured to come up with something out of your mind. The minute you do that, you open yourself up to a familiar spirit. And you don't want that. You don't want that. It, the gifts of the spirit will come out of your inner man. And you'll know it. You'll know it if you've become sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit. You'll know that. You can't just make a gift happen. You can't do that. You can't do that. You do not want a, a, a familiar spirit doing the rest of your work for you. Because it means you open yourself up to a familiar spirit. He'll be the one telling you, this person has this and this and this. Have you ever sat in a meeting where the person knew exactly your street address, knew everything about you? I can't say that was God. I can't say. I've only been in one meeting that way. And um, a familiar spirit will do the same thing. That's why we have to be really watchful of what we yield over to. And, and that's why I'm training you to listen to your inner man. Listen to your spirit man. Don't ever feel pressured. Even myself. Even myself, I may know there's prayer or there's something going on with somebody. And I do what I can that way if the Holy Spirit tells me to. But at the same time, um, I'm not going to try to make something happen. You know, I've shared that with you before. When the Holy Spirit, I mean, I, you, you, you can tell people may put pressure on you and expect you to do something. But if you don't have the leading of the Lord, do not do it. Do not do it. You open yourself up to a wrong spirit. You really do. So I am very watchful. Whatever I do up front here, whatever I do, it's, I'm led of the Lord. You understand what I'm saying? And sometimes I will sit on it for a little bit till I know that I know that I'm, I've got the Lord's leading on it. I hope that's clear that way because I want us to... Um, and let's look at First Corinthians, and we'll, we'll end up closing here pretty soon. That's why this is so important. What he said in First Corinthians twelve eleven. He talks about the gifts of the Spirit there, but one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually, just as He wills. It's what the Spirit, the Spirit of God, wills. It's his will. It's not somebody coming along and telling you this is how you this is how you can function in the gifts of the spirit. It's not that. It's that the spirit wills, and you'll be prompted by the leading of the Holy Spirit. And the way you get prompted by the leading of the Holy Spirit is to be sensitive to His leading, to be sensitive to Him. If you pray in tongues, you pray in tongues, you become more and more sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit. It's not anything you do yourself. It's as the Spirit wills. 